Welcome to Spinning the Reel, a podcast by Evan and Cody. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spinning the Reel. We're back on our uh, schedule again, Cody. Wednesdays. Uh, it's Wednesdays. That's uh, that's when this podcast hits your feed. And this Wednesday is January twenty second, twenty twenty. We are going to be talking to you guys about uh, the year upcoming, twenty twenty. What we're excited for. Uh, what we know about already, and we set some goals. Yeah, yeah. It's, By the way, I'm your co-host, Cody. Yeah, the, if it's important to Cody anybody. There. And I'm Evan. Hi, Evan. Hi, Cody. Hi, Evan. Let's talk about the year in movies. Yeah, let's talk about the year in movies. Okay, Cody. Well, let's just let's dive in here. We're we, diving um, in deep in first, head first, feet shallow in the, end, shallow in. Okay, stomach first, stomach first, belly flop. Got yes. it. Yes. All right, we're we flopping. are. Yeah, we uh, we got so caught up with all of the Oscars stuff and the the best of 2019 stuff at the beginning of this year that we haven't really been able to talk about the future. The future. So let's talk. Let's talk about going forward, Cody. Let's talk a little bit about some of the movies uh, that are going to be coming out this year that we're excited about uh things that we know about already I, I think part of the appeal to the end of the year movie season is that all of these things that were in festivals start coming out and we don't really know what the great movies we're going to see are yet but we do have some early indications of some things we're going to see so i'll uh, i'll throw it to you do you what do you know of that's coming out this year nothing nothing i didn't look ahead I guess I've been so caught up in 2019. I just I haven't looked ahead this you year. Forgot man. that you're in 2020. But it is funny because everything does like like you said festivals and stuff like good films. I guess for that sense, yeah, the ones that you know are going to be nominated to come out at the end of the year. Because um, right now it's like January and February, and I'm like I'm looking at all the films that like I've seen obviously as previews, and it's right. like maybe I think Gentleman comes out this Friday. Yeah, it's the only one that is honestly looked appealing enough to be like i really kind of want to go see that yeah everything else has been like your bubble, but i have not that. heard good things about uh, the well, gentleman <laughs> you know it's all right got uh well, got some people in it got matthew mcconaughey and, and hugh grant right hugh grant's in it yeah so, mark strong be fun good people of... in it at least but it's the only film like so far like i said though that's been like at least exciting for me so yeah, I, it's just the the time of year because a lot of movies that end up in January are movies that are like misfires, right? They're the ones that were supposed to come out last year but got like pushed to January or occasionally you'll get like um, sort of like a big franchise movie at the end of the year. I think like Paddington 2 came out in January when it came out and that movie is a treasure. But it doesn't really seem like we're getting anything like that. No treasures yet yet you saw bad boys for life i did see bad boys for did you life. like it i uh i liked it as good as the first one and the second one which, which is was say, all right they're fine so and in the words of matthew mcconaughey for all three of them they were all right all right all right okay that's, that's a good, about it man. good description yeah i i'm gonna see it at some point yeah. i just i love will smith haven't. we've already had our episode with will smith with gemini man i know stuff. we can't we can't do had our, our str draft, draft. yeah we can't i mean we could go through the back i'll catalog. win again but 
draft cool. our favorite uh, Will Smith episodes of um, <laughs> Fresh television. Prince of Bel Air yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but yeah, him and uh, Martin Lawrence. They're, I mean, the the duo is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, just they were okay. Like, that's films. the whole movie, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. The last the one was the best one, so the one that just came out, okay. Bad Boys for Life. I will say it's the best one, but it was very forced. Oh, I you think. know what we should talk about though? So um, they're they're making a fourth one. Yeah, right. And they talked to the screenwriter. Did you see this in that no. interview with the screenwriter? He also dropped in there that he's uh, working on a script for National Treasure 3. Yes. So now I do know that there's a movie coming out this year. And Nicolas Cage better be in National Treasure 3. Well, National Treasure 3 is not coming out this year. Well, whatever it comes out. Because I think the second one ended with like a cliffhanger or something. It totally did. They're like, what's on page like 53 or whatever? And then it's like, okay, so we wait and we wait and we wait and all these years go by. And it's like, well, what the heck, dude? Why do you leave it like that? The only page number get to... that matters is the page number at the end of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, what page number is that? I think it's 28. 28. But we're going to find out in uh, February. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. I mean, I, I don't – I'm interested to see, like, who they bring back because it's been, like, what, almost 10 years since the yeah, last one a, came out I or something? I don't know exactly the year the last one came out, but it has been definitely, I think, 10 years. I, I can't even remember the second one, honestly. Yeah. I remember the first one. I've seen it here yeah. and there yeah know? which is crazy too with the bad boys going back because i mean that's come out obviously um i think the last one number two came out in like 2003 and here we are in 2020 with the last you know now the new one coming out yeah and it has some nostalgia for sure uh, i think a lot of people like i said we, me included like like will smith martin lawrence and so that gap kind of thing didn't really matter i think people kind of just picked up on it for where it was and you know seeing them where they are well it's what sells these days right people want something familiar and so transitioning back to like movies that are coming out this year there are some big franchise movies that let's hear them are coming out so tell me how excited you are for these various movies that are going to be coming out we've got black widow the next mcu movie i'm excited you're excited i'm i'm excited for black widow yeah me too it's got florence Pugh in it well, and th- this winner, is, winner, this is a uh, Florence Pugh fan podcast now. Yeah, it's Florence Pugh. We love you. She's the best. Um, okay, so Black Widow, very excited for. Yes, I, I think it will probably be fine. Yeah, Florence I, Pugh, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, like I said, I, Marriage Story was number two for me. David Harbour's in it. The guy David Harbour, Stranger from, Things. Yeah, it has a good cast. I think it'll be good. And yeah. I think uh, it's been a while. I mean, I mean, they finished off last year still with uh, Endgame and stuff, but. You know, it's it's finally like a whole like almost year. I feel like before they've come out with another one, so I think there'll I be think a little bit more excitement around it too. You needed a bit of a rest. I mean, yeah, like, no, I agree. Spider Man was sort of like the palate cleanser, and then mm-hmm. they're like, all right, let's take a little break. Yeah. So now we get to to see sort of what the post Avengers Endgame Infinity Saga whatever the fuck it is uh we get to see what like after that looks like it sounds like at least based on the directors they brought in um it seems like we're gonna get something a little bit smaller and i mean they're they're marvel movies right they're never gonna be tiny or anything like that but they uh they hired for the eternals uh which i think comes out at the end of this year um they hired uh chloe zhao who has only made i think a couple of films and the most recent one was 2018 a movie called the writer you know anything about the writer no yeah it was about a guy that like wrote r- rode a horse and um, he like um he rode like a, a horse he's like a bronking um a bucking bronco 
uh, bronking is not a thing. He's a bucking bronco uh, rider, and he got like kicked in the head or something, and it was like about his recovery and like is this really small tender story about like a cowboy uh grappling with his um with his masculinity when he can't do the thing that he's always done and they hired her to make a marvel movie which is cool the the writer's great and and chloe zhao is great and so the fact that that's the direction they're going is kind of interesting and like taika waititi is more of an auteur as well like he did jojo rabbit this year you know yeah. or last year i guess now but yeah good cast too um we didn't even mention rachel vice who's in it and she is great so yeah i'm i'm, I'm interested to see where the mc goes i mean i know they kind of want to hold on to the old but you definitely i think got to move forward at this point because i think i mean i saw some twitter buzz or something that they're even going to talk about like robert downey jr like coming back like oh, as, like right iron man again yeah <laughs> And they, he's, he like, it was like a ridiculous amount of money that he like was requesting and stuff. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, whatever kind of thing. And I'm just like, I could see him like having cameos in like either flashback movies or yeah. in like, yeah. I mean, a whole, like, if you something. asked me to follow that like whole timeline, like I couldn't tell you. And if you want to put a cameo of them in there. Every single, every MCU single one. Movie? No, I think I missed. What did I miss? I missed a few. I feel like I missed the Thor. Yeah, I think I missed. Uh, what was the latest one that came out? Also last year too. Last year was um, Captain Marvel, yep, right? Captain Marvel. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet either. So I think there, yeah, there's two or three that, that I that I haven't good. seen. Um, there's there's only a few like truly great ones, and I don't even know if I'd go that far. <laughs> but uh, I think the first Captain America is pretty good. Okay. The um, Black Panther's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll Ragnarok's see, pretty we'll good. We'll see where MC takes us in 2020 and beyond. But yeah, yeah, so we already talked about the Eternals, too. Did you know anything about the Eternals? Yes, with very um, little, but yes. Yeah, it's got it's got your boy, uh, Stuber. Stuber. In it. Why can't I think of his name right now? The comedian. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Stuber. I love him. He's great. Totally top of the film of my 2019 list. Oh, yeah, definitely. Great movie. All right, moving on to, to the other superhero universe. We're getting um, first Birds of Prey. I don't know if you're at all. It's Kumail. Kumail Nanjiani. We're getting uh, Birds of Prey. Are you excited for uh, Birds of Prey? Mm, I'm unaware of Birds of Prey. It is a sort of spinoff, sort of sequel to Suicide Squad starring oh, uh, Margot Robbie as um, Harley Quinn. Well, oh, isn't it? So it's not the Harley Quinn movie? or It is, it is a, a Harley oh, Quinn yeah. movie. Yeah, you should have just Prey. said Harley Quinn, Birds the, of Prey. The movie's called Birds of Prey. All right. The fantabulous emancipation seen, of one yeah, seen, Harley Quinn. I've seen previews for that. And I like Margot Robbie. Yeah, Ewan she McGregor's was, in it. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, even though you don't like Ewan McGregor and you know Phantom Menace. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we don't need to relitigate this. Yeah, we do. Um, Ewan McGregor rocks. I like Ewan McGregor. All right, cool. I'm what is this slander? Um, okay, so not super excited about that one. You're saying not as excited. No. What about Wonder Woman 1984? That will be cool. Yeah, I like the first Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman was interesting, and and the DC EU movies have even if they are, st- I don't even know if they're still like an expanded universe anymore. Yeah, or they're just kind of doing their own thing. But all of those movies have been like sort of offbeat mm-hmm. lately, like in a good way. I don't know if you saw Aquaman or I Shazam. I did see. Aqu- I saw Aquaman. Shazam was actually uh, better than I expected, and it was actually probably the best for me. I think Shazam was funny. Yeah, those it were was like good. Shazam was like weirdly horrifying. At parts when, like, the demon monsters would, like, eat a head. Um, 
and Aquaman was weird, but in sort of like uh, it seemed like everyone on <coughs> the crew for that movie just like snorted a bunch of cocaine and then decided to make a movie about a fish man, and like that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so like the last super serious movie that was successful was Wonder Woman, and it seems like this one has sort of like um, a pastiche on it, like they're they're going in a little different direction. So I'm kind of interested to see how that ends up. Yeah. So you're excited for that then? I'm excited for that one. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about uh, another one that's coming up uh, pretty soon. That's the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Yes. Excited for it? Yes. That one looks really good. Yeah. So now remind me, you haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig uh, James Bonds, have you? I feel like I've seen parts of it because I feel like it's been on TV. But to say that I've watched through the whole thing, I'd be lying to you. All right. And I don't want to lie to you or So we need to audience. watch all of those movies. I want, let's just give a moment for everyone to boo me. Boo. You're supposed to boo me in that moment. Oh, I was, I mean. Let's I was, tr- whatever. No, okay. Whatever. I'm cool. I don't want to be booed anyway. But yes, Daniel Craig. Loved him in Knives Out. He's a great James Bond. And yeah, I mean, he definitely plays the part very well. I think this is the last one, right, for him? Yeah, I think he's done after this. Yeah, they so. were talking about a female too for a lead and stuff. And it sounds like that's not going to happen yeah. now because the um, the woman who owns the 007 IP doesn't want um, it. Which is, by the way, her name is Barbara Broccoli, which is just incredible. Um, it's like a what? What are you looking at me like that for? That's a wonderful name. Why is it such a wonderful? I name? I don't know. Barbara Broccoli. Is just that like it, a BB? A M B B. It just sounds like a made up name. Okay. And it's, it's just delightful. Um, she said that. What did she say? Like James Bond can be any race, but let's make a like a different character for a woman to play. Like let's tell this story but let's also tell stories for women kind of like okay. trying to have it both ways which is fine i guess she can right. do whatever she wants with it i suppose yeah the well, daniel craig go going back to him though for uh the james bond like i think he's been one of the best and i know last i haven't seen it but the skyfall right uh well, skyfall is not the last or not ones. skyfall i haven't the... seen specter yet so that okay. one's on my list to catch up on before the new one comes out but casino royale rules yeah Quantum Solace does not rule, um, <laughs> but Skyfall is is great too. Yeah, I'm not up to lingo and speed with all the James Bond movie. Again, yeah. another iconic character, of course. I mean, I know who James Bond is and stuff, and but if I told you who played him and all that in the past, I couldn't even tell you that either. So. Sean Connery is probably the most famous. Sean Connery, you okay. know, Pierce Brosnan played him for a little bit. There's been a, a few. Um, this one does look like it's sort of a throwback, okay. a little bit like this movie looks stylistically like it's modeled after some of the old james bond movies so uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see how that turns out because i think most of the new james bond movies with daniel craig have been um sort of stylistically (coughs) unique and a little more modern than uh than we've seen from james bond ever really so it'll be interesting to see him kind of throw it back so you are going to see that yes dude all right. There's not a lot I'm not going to see. So so there's just, uh, I guess, Disney. That's it. That's the last bit. I know you're excited for all the Disney. Um, I'm a Disney boy. First one is Mulan. Yes. You're very excited for Mulan. Okay. Mulan can be 
very good or very bad for their choices. Because, right, there's no music. It's it's all instrumental. Yeah, it's all instrumental. Yes. There's no Mushu. Okay. And how can you not have Mushu? Uh, Especially after Eddie Murphy did such a good You do have job. Mushu. He's in a movie called Mulan that came out in, what, the 90s? Yes. So just enjoy that. But I want to enjoy him today, in 2020. We just went through this whole thing with Will Smith as the genie. And it was like, yeah, Will Smith was fine. But what was everyone saying? Like, he's not Robin Williams. Like he, so Yeah, but I like the new Aladdin. Because it was still different. Hold on. <laughs> you liked the new Aladdin. I didn't say I love it. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Don't, Did you whoa. hear that new song they added? In Aladdin? Very bad. In Aladdin? Yeah. The girl one? Which yeah. She where she just like randomly steps away from what's going on and starts singing about random i don't remember i uh, i'm never gonna see aladdin again okay it's on disney plus go check it out i already watched it again did you really i did (laughs) i watched the old one okay the old one was good But let's talk about mulan and now they don't have mushu in 2020 i don't know it's gonna be hit or miss for me man what they do have is some controversy though controversy on what there there is a um, boycott mulan for what reason going on uh i think the star was like defending the chinese police and like breaking up riots in hong kong Uh, i want to say that's why and then there's that's a touchy subject i don't want to get into there's something else too about because people get really upset about how these big corporations like handle their properties when they go play in in china Mm -hmm. because like china makes them censor certain things and so i think people just feel like it's like a cash grab for (coughs) for disney which it totally is a cash grab for disney Pretty much all of their movies are. Um, maybe at, 2020 will surprise you and we'll start with Mulan. Maybe. maybe. Mulan at least stylistically looks like they're making some bold choices. Yeah. It definitely seems like the most bold choice uh, of all the Disney remakes so far. Yeah. Because um, I can attest that Lion King last year was really bad, even for me. <laughs> and it was the same thing, right? It was just CGI yeah. and it wasn't... I mean, is like almost frame for frame shot. It just seemed like from the animated version, and so that's why I'm like, it could be hit or miss. Like, I can, I, I understand why they're doing it, but again, someone and most people, I think, in my case, who are clinging to that nostalgia, it's just it's upsetting to not have, I guess, any of the music. I mean, it's instrumental, but none of right. that, like at least musically, like the songs and stuff. Again, just to kind of have like that moment. Sing um, me one or, song from Mulan that's not the Hun song. <sighs> What's the first song she sings? There's another one. I forget. But... Who is that girl I see? There it is. Hey, see, you know it. And you want it now in 2020. No, I just watched Mulan like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. So, all right. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. So that's it, I think, for like the big blockbuster type movies. I mean, Christopher Nolan has a movie coming out, Tenet. We've seen the previews for it. It looks cool. They look like there's some sort of like time cops or time spies or something they keep showing that preview for whatever reason of ben affleck as a drunk being a basketball coach the way back is that what the movie's called that's what it's called yeah Yeah. that's interesting you're interested in that i will be interested in that i like sports movies i can be (laughs) (laughs) i like sports movies yeah so Uh, we'll see i don't know like but why i mean i'm hot and cold on on ben affleck you know but i don't know i just kind of i guess kind of random i guess that that's the movie they're wishing to preview early i guess yeah it doesn't come out to like like may May or or something something. yeah yeah to preview that that early and but you have to right because i mean like there's not a whole lot coming out in the early part of the year anyway so like you're yeah there's not a whole lot of movies that 
I think there's a little bit of like burnout this time of year where there's so much good stuff still from last year. People are doing their Oscar catch up. It's like it's just a busy time of the year for people, and I I would assume less people go to the movies. Yeah, let's uh, let's shout out the podcast right now. All the movies we talked about, go watch them so you can then listen to the podcast and not worry about spoilers. Cause we spoil everything. That is true. I mean, th- those are the big movies we're going to be seeing, but there's some <laughs> smaller ones too. You know, like. Um, I'm going to list off some movies. We won't get too deep into them because right. I'm assuming you haven't heard of them. Have you heard of... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still getting over Mank. Mank? Mank. 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 It's a David Fincher film. Not Monk, but Mank. Mank. No. Okay. That one's going to be on Netflix at some point this year. Then I'll watch it. It's about the screenwriter who wrote... Um, who wrote... Orson Welles... Um, most famous movie rosebud why can't i think of it right now you're looking at the wrong guy to try and remember old movies dude it's i couldn't remember who played james bond i i feel so dumb for not knowing this okay you look it up and i will entertain our audience and our listeners so So, that there's no just downtime let's see i i know this too it's citizen kane why didn't why didn't i think of that i don't know man i i was on the tip of my tongue i knew it but i wanted you to get it okay anyway um yeah so it's about the screenwriter of uh citizen kane and like this big fight over who deserved credit for that movie um sounds interesting to me bad education you heard about this no it is the second movie by Corey finley who directed thoroughbreds a movie i saw with my father and he hated um but it was pretty good but you love your father that's what's important yes good but again, he hated this movie. Okay. But Bad Education looks pretty interesting. It's got Hugh Jackman in it. I like Hugh Jackman. He plays like a superintendent or a principal at a school caught up in like a corruption scheme. Nice. So that sounds interesting. Sounds um, very Hugh Jackman-like. Baby Teeth. You heard of this? No. Okay. Well, Everything's that... going to be no. All right. Hold on. You've heard of Paddington 3, though. Oh, Paddington's coming out? Paddington 3 is coming out. Yeah, I saw Paddington 2 was on HBO. I was going to watch it actually the other day. Cause... Have you seen Paddington 1? No. That's why I couldn't watch Paddington 2. I think, I, I... I think it's on something. It's on some streaming service. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So we'll just go through these. Last Night in Soho. Nope. It's an Edgar Wright movie. That one. Uh... <laughs> Edgar Wright. That's my good dude, right? Baby there. Driver, he did. He did. Um... No, you don't know Baby Driver? I know Baby Driver. He did um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, I have I seen that movie? Yeah. It's it's delightful. That's going on your list of things to watch while you're uh, you're away. Um, on the Rocks, Sofia Coppola's yeah. seventh film. I just like my whiskey on the rocks, but I'll go see it. Bernstein? No. Is that about Bernie? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about um, a composer, and it's uh, uh, Bradley Cooper is okay. uh, following up a star. So it's boy. not about the burn man. No. Okay. No, I don't think I don't Bradley know. Cooper's feeling no, the Knowing burn you, here. you'd pull in a political movie and get my take on it, but it's um, cool. All movies are political, Cody. Okay. But next. This is not specifically a political movie. I don't, well, actually, he's, he's like, I want you. The guy's you know gay, what? So. I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to watch the movie Mulan. Well, no, that's too easy now because it already is political. Wow. Uh oh. Gosh, I hate <laughs> it. Um, and finally, The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. Which is Spike sounds- Lee's follow up to Black Klansmen. So. Oh, I will. I'm all in on that one. Yeah, Black it's, it's about some uh, Vietnam War veterans who go back to Vietnam to, like, I guess find something of like one of their old i i don't know the exact plot it's gonna be different cast obviously i'm sure no it's not a sequel it's Uh, oh it's not okay when i say follow-up i mean it's like the next movie movie. he makes okay yeah so that one's gonna be on netflix as well 
Okay. So very exciting. Any of those sound interesting to you? That last one. Just I that thought one. Black Landsman was a really, really good movie that you recommended and made me watch. It's great. And uh, I'd say I'm most interested, I think, out of those, that, that small short list, of course. Yeah. Um, that one interests me. And there's a lot of other things that are going to be coming out. Yeah, who knows what's going to come out. What What are your goals for 2020, Evan, what, specifically for you? How many yeah. movies are you looking to see this year? Man. How I, many did you see last year, first off? I saw 180 movies. Last year. That were uh, released theatrically in the United States last year. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan Doyle, 180 movies in one year. I'm not setting the goal for movies watched any higher uh, this year. I'm, I'm going probably in like the 150 range, try and keep it. At least, like, see most everything, but not necessarily go out of my way to see something that I know is going to suck. All right. Like Cats. I mean, Cats I wish was I great. Had, I wish I hadn't seen Cats, man. I actually didn't even like, see where that ranked on your list. Was it the it worst? Last. It was the worst. It was last. <laughs> it is truly atrocious. Yeah. So, but like, so Cats 2, 2020, bring it to us. Yes. Please don't. Um, but I was looking at my, my letterbox stats, too, for last year, and... There was a movie I saw called 5B, um, which was a documentary about, that is the wrong page. It was a documentary about the uh, beginning of the HIV crisis in the United States. And I was one of, let me pull this up, I'll <coughs> tell you how many people have seen it. It's the most obscure movie I saw last year. Okay. How many people saw it? You based off Letterbox, yeah. Is it based Let, on Letterbox views? So these are people who reviewed it. People that marked it watched okay. on, on Letterboxd. You want to take a guess? Sure. Uh, 5,000. 199. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. So um, I don't know. I mean, it was good. I'm glad I saw it. But I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to see the the really, really obscure stuff that um, I'm really hoping that bad. one of the 198 other people that saw that movie will now at least like our podcast at that moment that you're like, this movie's good. Yeah, just make sure you tag uh, 5B in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, how about you, Cody? Do you have like a certain number of movies you want to see? Well, I saw... My list is still growing because I am catching up as well uh, with 2019 like release movies. Did you put Shazam on your list? See, see, there's movies I've seen that I need to re-put on my list because yeah, I've see? at least seen them. I added like Avengers Endgame, obviously, I saw, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that was never on my list. Not top 10, of course. Um, but it was up there, like How to Train Your Dragon 2. We talked about that, and I'm like, that's not on my list. So there's movies I've already seen last year that I didn't even put on my list that I got to go back and like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Just go um, down my list. But like, I, I want to see, like, I mean, I still need to go see Just Mercy, just off the top of my head. Two yeah. Popes on Netflix is still there. I want to see. Um, so there's still movies that's adding to that list. Um, but when I finished the year from when I got my pass, which was like six months, I was at like 50, I think 50 exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah. So in six months, um, my goal would be probably 75, 80. Mm-hmm. And out of those movies, I told myself, I kind of mentioned it quickly on the last podcast, but uh, there's documentaries I think I need to see more of. And I, you know, especially with how much I liked uh, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood kind of portraying that i'm like i'm pretty sure there's documentaries that are come out that if i give them the time of day like to hear real stories about real people i know for someone was in your top 10 and i still want to see that yep um but like documentaries would be like one of my biggest ones and uh more foreign films um because attaboy you know (laughs) last year two of them were in my top 10 already so i can only imagine and last year before that was for roma i think you said was roma roma Roma, just roma just roma yeah Maybe there'll be a sequel called For Roma, but I don't think so. But I guess but anyways, possible. yeah. But like, I think out of like out of those eighty films, reasonably about maybe ten to like twelve total, 
you know, mix between documentaries and foreign films would be right. like a good number for me to like try and hit just to appreciate, you know, the filmmaking and be able to talk about it, I guess, a little bit more on the next Oscars, if yeah. anything. Yeah, I'm a huge dork, so I uh, I keep track of a lot of these things of like what I see. So last year... You could have stopped it. You're a huge dork. We would have understood, my friend. Yeah, but I wanted to set up the premise of what ah. I'm about to say now, Okay, which is that uh, I saw 14% of, uh, of the movies that I saw were documentaries last year. That is uh, 25 documentaries out of the 180 movies I saw. That's crazy, so man. Not like a huge, huge chunk, but like still... That's a lot. Good. I couldn't even name you more than like the two that we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, and documentary filmmaking is interesting because I, I think that so much of it is sort of in <coughs> the subject matter. So if it's an interesting subject, you're guaranteed to have a somewhat decent documentary, right? Yeah. Like last year, one of the ones that Hulu put out was... Um, Ask, uh, it was called Ask Doctor, um, man, I can't think of anything today. It was called um, Ask Doctor Ruth, uh, the story about um, the sex, radio sex therapist. Um, and, and she's like this small little woman from like uh, Germany. She was, uh, I think she grew up like during the Holocaust. And it's just a really interesting documentary about an interesting person. I wouldn't say it like digs any deeper or anything like Fursama does, but uh, it's still interesting because it's like an interesting person, you know? Because her name's like Ruth Westheimer or something like that. Interesting. I recommend checking it out. All right. You might like it. Um, yeah, so definitely documentaries. I'm kind of good if I keep it in that range. Uh, I do want, sort of like you were talking about with foreign films, I want to add a little more diversity to the films I watch. Um, Last year, 12% of my movies were uh, in a foreign language. So that's that's pretty good. Like, if I could keep it around that level or, or up it just a little bit, that would be that would be cool. I'm trying to see, like, actively seek out more movies by women and people of color because those don't get as much attention. From a directing standpoint or acting? Both. Oh. Um, I mean, from an acting standpoint, it's a little bit easier, uh, I think. It's just the way it's cast, depending on the movie, of course. Yeah, like a female-led um, films were forty-ish, forty-one percent of the movies I saw last year. Uh, people of color led thirty-one uh, percent of the movies I saw last year. Wow, you keep so, these stats too. I do. I keep track of it all. But the, the how many movies is, you see with me? With you? Yeah, yeah. That stat in there. Are you I, kidding me? You, you better know, add. You better have, add that. I have something somewhere. I didn't. I haven't updated it in a in a minute. Your 2020 list better say movie saw. It's with probably Cody. In like the 30s, maybe. I guess every single podcast that we could just count all those films up, and it's like at least that. True. True. Um, yeah, but I the worst number on here for me is movies directed by women of color. I only saw 10 percent of movies <coughs> that were uh, directed by women of color. So that's a uh, that could be hard though, because it's like. How many women of color are in directing? I don't know. I really don't. So um, A fair amount, but okay. I think their films just don't generally get the same attention. Yeah. It's harder for um, women of color and women in general, people of color, to get um, their films made. Yeah. I mean, just talking about that, too, like the 2020, like looking forward and all those films we just mentioned, it's because of the marketing. You're right. Like we just talked about Marvel. We talked about DC. Mm -hmm. We talked about Disney. These are the, like, I mean, you can look at Disney and you can see for, like, the next six years what they plan on making. Yeah. And there's all these gems that, I mean, we don't even know about yet. 
personally right. we just don't know about it where it's like the hype is just built around these movies and what we're talking about right now just you know what are you excited for for 2020 there's only so much you can actually talk about right now which is dc which is disney and we've already mentioned all that because that's all there the is to talk about yeah you don't know anything else that's really coming out until you know you're in the theater and it's like oh here's a movie and then oh it's out in a month like okay why well, like why didn't i hear about this kind of thing and it's just the marketing yeah behind it. but i mean we talked about the eternals and chloe zhao she's an asian woman that um is making really interesting films so like that's gonna be that's one of the reasons it's one of my most anticipated marvel movies in a while um the cast is pretty good in that too with we mentioned kumail and like angelina jolie uh is in that one i think um ava duverney is making another movie and she um she made some disney movie maybe you saw it it was um a wrinkle in time i've heard, I heard it, it wasn't that good yeah i haven't seen it i didn't catch that one but before that she made mudbound which was a netflix movie that was really good and probably got snubbed for a lot more oscars than um it should have received nominations for because it was a it was a really good movie um, but yeah, I mean, like there's some on the calendar, but we're, uh, we're still sort of we're far early. away from it, but that's one of my goals this year is to seek out more, uh, films from voices that I don't normally, uh, see, because I think that one of the really cool and powerful things about film is that it can immerse you in a world that is not your own world, right? So you can go in and see something like... I, I don't know. I, I always think of like if Beale Street could talk is an experience that I haven't had and an experience that because of who I am and where I grew up and, and all that, like I could never have. And seeing that immersive perspective is uh, really powerful to kind of open your eyes up to um, what goes on in the world and stuff, you know, like it doesn't always have to be so aggressively like political i know you don't like to get super political or anything like that but like just being able to spend time in the world of like (coughs) the farewell right like that's an experience that is not our experience or parasite like that's a totally different world but like the cool powerful thing about uh movies is that you can experience that still yeah and kind of have your eyes opened up to something yeah you get immersed in it even if it hasn't directly happened to you um, but the effect, right. you still feel those feelings. Um, and I want to see more movies by those voices that have experienced different things. You know, that's fair, man. That's fair. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for, at least. So, 2020, baby. 2020. Here we come. Yeah. New takes. Old Disney, new Disney, all of it, baby. And the non-Disney. Let's go, 2020. <laughs> All right, Cody. That was a quick little episode. Uh, we didn't we didn't see the same things this week. So no. you saw Bad Boys for Life. I saw Weathering with You. Neither of us were overly enamored with those films. So we thought we'd uh, give a little preview of the uh, the year to come. And uh, hopefully by next week we'll have seen something that we that can talk we can about discuss. collectively. Yes, I agree. Probably but, the um, the gentleman. The gentleman, maybe. We'll see. Probably. 
Anyways, 2020. You heard our thoughts, guys. We're interested to hear your thoughts as well. Leave, what are you excited for? Yeah, in leave it on Twitter. You can follow us at uh, Spinning the Real R E E L. We're also on Instagram with the same handle. Uh, yeah, and you know we're gonna post something at the end of this. And if you guys want to leave your comments and what you guys are looking forward yeah. to, or maybe something you guys want to hear us talk about, I mean we're looking for a couple filler episodes because there isn't a lot out right now. If there's a movie you guys want us to watch, and we got to come up with another super game. passionate about. Yeah, dude, we, we got to get back the to the games. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the game segment can make a return next week. Yeah, game segment, baby. We yeah. know you love the game segment, guys. That's you don't even right. have to leave comments about that. We know you love us yeah, when we'll, we make fools of ourselves. That's true, and we do that a lot. So we're going to go ahead and shout out um, our last episode, if you haven't listened to it, the uh, Oscars preview. And before that, we had a best of 2019. So yeah. if you're uh, new to the podcast, give those a, a look we're on season two now baby we are on season we're, we're, two we're branding i guess a little bit we're, we're just, not branding we're I guess, only but... like 80 something episodes away from syndication <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah season two is all 2020 stuff we figured we'd uh label them out kind of in seasons just so you guys can ever follow if you want to look back on anything you know like you saw a film from 2019 go look and see if you saw it based yeah. off of season one you know if we keep it up for a couple years here and there and you want to look back at a 2020 film then you know it's in season two True. Just make it easier for you guys. I think we'll do the same thing. I think that's one of the things we're going to try for 2020 is uh, making sure our segments are consistent. Get a little more so, formatted. Yeah, so yeah. that way you guys, like, if you want to listen to certain something, we'll have, like, Evan's Corner or, like, Cody's Corner. And you or kind of know listen that, to the whole podcast. Oh, dude, we always want you to listen to the whole podcast. And you can find us on pretty much any platform that you can listen to podcasts that's right. on. That's Spotify, right. on socials. iTunes, all of it. Yeah. Where can they find you, Evan? You personally. Oh, man. Just follow me on Letterboxd at EvanD26. Yeah. I, I'll shout out my letterbox at uh, DJ Wrote. Letterboxd, great app, by the way, that everyone should have in 2020. Evan showed it to me last year. Love it. Again, we don't get sponsored by Letterboxd, but we, we will shout it out. They should give us free patron memberships <laughs> for how much love we show them. <laughs> That's um, true. All right. Well, with that, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys go. And uh, everyone have a good week. Bye now.